Oh, for instance, Revelation Wednesday. I don't know if you're getting this Wednesday or Thursday. It depends how long it takes to download in the hotel room. You never know. Wanted to do this yesterday, but I slept too much. So we're in the book of Revelation. We finished up halfway through chapter 2 last week. We finished the church of Ephesus and, and Smyrna. So today we're going to start in, uh, we're going to do the, th- we're going to do, Smyrna was a church that wasn't having any problems. The second church, the sixth church is Philadelphia, uh, that isn't having any problems, n- nothing major. And so, uh, no rebuking from the Lord or correction. So we're going to do the fir- the three churches in between Smyrna and Philadelphia, the three churches in between that are having problems. Uh, we're going to do those today, that's chapter 2 and the beginning of 3, and then we'll contrast, next week we'll contrast Philadelphia and Laodicea, such a contrast between those two churches. So we're going to start in chapter 2, uh, verse 12, it's Pergamum, uh, Thyatira, and then Sardis. So we're going con- to concentrate on them. I don't know if it's going to go long, it shouldn't, it's just, it's just three churches we're dealing with, so it shouldn't be bad. So we're going to try and just do it as, as, as judicious and expeditiously, or if that's a word, I don't even know. <laughs> Try to do it as quickly as possible. Let's use a short word. Quickly, Josh. Just use quickly. Expeditiously. $5 word when I can say it quickly. Two-second word. Amen. So anyway, here we go. Uh, chapter tw- uh, 2, verse 12. These are the three churches that are having problems in between um, Smyrna and uh, and uh, Philadelphia. So these are the three different issues. So we'll just go right into it and see what was going on because the same kind of stuff's happening today. Here we go. To the church in Pergamon, to the angel of the church in Pergamon, right? These are the words of him, of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. Man, the one who has the double-edged sword, that's Jesus, of course. These are words in red. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. That's pretty bad to live where Satan has his throne. Like, ah, I don't want to live where Satan has his throne. Yeah, you remain true to, but even with Satan having his throne there, they remain true to the name. So even with all that pressure of Satan living right there, you know, I don't think Jesus was speaking metaphorically there. And not that, you know, you know what I mean, but it's like, man. So there, so again, the pattern is he, he encourages him first and then corrects him. said, you did not renounce your faith to me, even the days of Antipas, my faithful witness who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. So. They remained faithful even when the martyrdom of Antipas, it's an historical martyr, was martyred in their, in, in their, in their, in their church, uh, was martyred for his faith. He was a faithful witness. He put to death in the city where Satan lived. So they remained faithful even through the, the martyrdom of Antipas. So they're doing okay. Okay, but here we go. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. And again, it's correction. God does not condemn, but he chastens and corrects. He wants us to, he wants us to be, you know, whichever, whatever path we're off, he wants us to keep us on the right path. So like a good father or Jesus, a good husband to the bride, the church, he wants to keep us walking along the right path because he loves us. It makes total sense. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. You have people there who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to eat, uh, by to uh, Israelites to sin by eating food sacrificed to idols and committing sexual morality. I've told you before the teaching of Balaam. Balaam, the stupidest man in the Bible, in my opinion, an angel, a donkey, and God spoke to him, and the guy still. I misled Balak. Even after God said, I'm blessing Israel. This is Old Testament. This is Numbers, I believe. And Balaam had a chance. He could have joined Israel like Rahab the prostitute. But instead, he found was trying to find a loophole to help Balak mess the Israelites up. And he was killed by Israel. Balaam and Balak both. So Balaam, stupidest man in the Bible, my opinion. I'm going to stick with that to lie. The dumb guy. If you don't make it, an angel, and God, an angel of God and a donkey... 
talk to you in a human voice and you don't make it, you're not real bright. Not putting the guy down, but not real bright. Anyway, Balaam taught Balak, who wanted to destroy Israel, to entice Israelites by eating food, sacrificed idols, and by committing sexual morality. He brought in the, the Moabites, I think it's the Moabites, women in there to have sex with. And there's one famous scene where a guy was having sex with one of these women. And one of the priests, I can't remember his name is right now, took a spear and went right through both of them. And, and that turned God's wrath away from them. Amazing story. In the, I believe it's Numbers again. So just worth it. This is Action Adventure Old Testament. you got to check this stuff out. I mean, this stuff with this, just amazing stuff. Likewise, uh, you also... So again, they're ha- so in that church, they're having sexual morality and they're eating food sacrifice titles. They're making the same mistake that Balaam and ba- Balak did and doing the same things. Likewise, you also have people uh, who hold the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Again, there's some kind of a, a, a weird uh, cult that they were misleading people. And you can look up Nicolaitans. There's some information on it. Just... Just goofy stuff, goofy stuff. So some of them are hold to the false teaching of the Nicolaitans. And so, so they had sexual morality, they had um, uh, food sacrificed to idols, and they were following false teaching. So again, he said he had a few things. They were doing okay, but they still were veering off the path. And Christ wanted to correct them. Repent, therefore. Again, the gift of repentance. He says, repent. What do you do when you're screwing up? You repent. <laughs> repentance is left... God desires that we keep a heart of repentance, guard our hearts every day. You know, it's the wellspring of life. So you keep a repentant. You can't remember all your sin, but if the attitude of your heart is a contrite, broken, repentant heart before God, that's what He's looking for. Admit you're wrong. When you're wrong, admit it to God. That's all He's looking for is honesty with Him. That's all. It, you know, what repentance is. I'm being honest, God. I just screwed up. I'm being honest with you, God. I just sinned. That's all God wants. You know, God honors that. He honors that decision you make to say, God, I messed up. And the more honest you are, the better it is. God, I messed up over here. Boom, 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 boom. He loves an honest heart. He loves a repentant heart. So Jesus said, repent, therefore. Again, just repent. Admit you're wrong and move forward. Otherwise, I will soon come to you and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So the sword of my mouth is the, is the word is his word. And he was going to come and fight against these false teachers and the sexual morale people. All this, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> my word's coming. And it's <laughs> like, don't make, don't make me come down there. <laughs> you know the old saying, don't make me come down there. You know, your parents say that to you, don't make me come in there. And Jesus basically said, don't make me, repent, so I don't have to come down there and whoop you. <laughs> like a good parent would. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says of the churches. The Spirit was speaking to these churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden man. I love this stuff. There's a, here's the reward for faithfulness. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden man. I will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it, only, known only to him who receives it. Man, you're going to get a stone with a name? God's going to give you a name on a stone. You gotta get, for me, I want grasshopper. I, I'm an old kung fu fan. So when God gives me a stone, I hope it says grasshopper. I want to be grasshopper for eternity. <laughs> That's just Josh. But, but you're going to get a stone with a new name, only you'll know. And you're going to get some of the hidden manna. I think that's the manna that they, they put inside the ark, you know, that was hidden inside the ark. Something like that. So you're going to get, you mean, you just, if you overcome, you get the 
blessings, again, with your physical action in the carnal world, the physical world, it reaps eternal blessings. Think about that. Man, what you, again, I'm, I always use this example, but it's so, you give this, I got a little bottle of Aquafina here. You give this bottle of Aquafina water to, to a servant of God, and there's an eternal reward for giving a, a, a physical bottle of water reaps you an eternal reward. Think about, think about the exchange here. God's not letting you exchange your physical life, your physical money, your physical abilities, your physical gifts. He lets you exchange those things for eternal blessings, for eternal rewards. Think about what I'm saying here. Man, what a blessing. What an amazing God he is. <coughs> he said, to whom much is given, much required. He said, who, he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. This is the little right now. The physical world is the little. The physical world counts for nothing, the Bible said, Paul wrote. So you're giving a little, you know, 10 cent bottle of water to some guy because he's thirsty and he's serving Jesus. And there's going to be an eternal... Malachi 3, 16 and 17. You know, God listened and heard those who spoke about him and spoke about his name. He, he had books of remembrance written with what was spoken about and those who feared God. Every time we, this conversation, this right now is being recorded by God on a scroll. It's going to be in heaven, logged somewhere up in heaven. <laughs> God, man, don't miss out, man. Whatever you got, whatever God wants you to give and share, do it. Do it. Don't hold on to anything. It's not ownership. It's stewardship. Be a good steward. Be willing to share anything that you've got. Be willing to share it with others. Man, we don't do it for the reward. We don't do it for the blessing. But that's just the kingdom of heaven. That's just what's coming. And just receive it and enjoy it. Amen. Um, I'm diatribe and I apologize. I just love this stuff. We're going to the church of diatribe now. I think this is the, yeah, this is heavy, but we got to do it. We may not even make it into chapter three today. This is pitiful. I'm already 10 minutes in. I'm, I diatribe too much. I apologize, kids. I just love this stuff. Just talking about these things just makes sense, you know? To the angel of the church of Thyatira, we're in verse 18. These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. He is glorious in his resurrected body. I know your deeds, your love, your faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. So they had deeds, they had love, they had faith, they had service, perseverance, and they are doing more than they did at first. So they were doing, they were doing better. Amen. Nevertheless, I have this against you, and this is heavy. We're going to get into it. You tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. There was a false teacher. He called her. I don't know if her name was Jezebel or she was just considered a Jezebel, which is the worst name any woman can get from the Bible. Because Jezebel in the Old Testament died the worst death. I'm not talking about that. It's ugly. So, okay, you tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. She called herself a prophetess. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual morality and eating of food sacrificed to idols. There was temple prostitution. People believed, and there's some of the cults out there that do this. There's a naked church in Virginia, believe it or not. It's insane. But there are people believe that sex equals holiness. You have sex with somebody, and it's a it's a religious and spiritual experience. Temple prostitutes, they have prostitutes at the temples, male and female, where they had sex as part of their religious practice. And again, this may still be practiced in some of the pagan religions. I don't know. But sex and holiness were put together. And that's what was going on with this woman Jezebel. She was misleading his servants in sexual morality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. And listen, listen how kind God is. He's so kind. Watch what he says here. Watch what Jesus says. 21, verse 21. I've given her time to repent of her immorality, but she's unwilling. Even this girl who's leading people into bad sex and food sacrificed to idols, 
Jesus has given her a chance. He's given her a chance. I've given her a chance. I've given her time to repent, but she's not willing. She wouldn't change. She wouldn't turn. So, so I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I'll make all, I'll make those who commit adultery with her. See, they were having sex with her, committing adultery with her, suffer intensely unless, unless they repent of her ways. So again, I don't know if he's going to give her like a venereal disease, allow her to get something like that, and then whoever has sex with her, guess what? You get to suffer the same way she's suffering with this disease, and it gets heavier. And again, I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Now again, the striking the children dead, remember this, all children go to heaven. All children before the age of understanding go to heaven. So when you see something like this, people accuse God of being evil because of stuff like that. No. Yes, that was a judgment like, like David with Bathsheba and that child dying. It's sometimes it's heavy, heavy judgment. But again, remember, all children go to heaven. Just to balance this out. But again, that's a heavy for, of course, for her heart breaking. Her kid dies. Then the church will know, I am he who searches hearts and minds. God is looking at each of our hearts and our minds. What are we thinking about and what's in our heart? And he, and he, he knows, I, I am he, he, he searches all people on the earth. He searches all their hearts and minds, all of them. He knows what's in your heart and he knows what's in your mind. All eight plus billion people on the planet, he knows what's in each of their hearts and each of their minds. He has total foreknowledge, Whew, intensity. And he's going to repay each according to what they've done. Uh, now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not say, there were some that weren't holding to our teachings. Watch this. So I say... So I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, who, uh, to you who do not hold her teachings and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets. Yeah, having sex for holiness, a deep secret in, 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 uh, in Satan. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Crazy stuff. I will not impose any other burden on you. Only hold on to what you have to have come. So the people that were resisting this woman, he said, look, he said, I'm not going to put any other burden. Just hold on to the good stuff and keep resisting that woman. Jesus didn't put any additional spiritual burden on. He said, just like I said, I will not impose any other burden on you. Only hold on to what you have until I come. So just hold on. Endure to the end. Don't quit. To him who overcomes and does my will, I will give authority over the nations. Man. Here's again, if you endure to the end, he's going to give you authority over the nations. Isn't that cool? He will rule them with an iron scepter. He will dash them to pieces like pottery. Isn't that amazing? They're going to rule. We're going to rule with Christ. Amen. Just as I received authority from my father, I'll give him the morning star. <laughs> he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Is awesome. Man, just as I received, he received authority from the father, and I will give him the morning star, whatever that is. He's going to give the person serving the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirits of the churches. I'm 14 minutes in. Let's do Sardis. Man, so we had sexual morality and we had uh, the other the church that were following false teachings and morality. So sexual morality was a big problem back then and still is today, as you can, as you well know. Uh, church of Sardis, the whole LGBTQ thing. Heavy stuff. To the angel of the church of Sardis, right. These are the words who him holds the seven spirits of God. And... And the seven stars. I know you did. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. Man. Is this described so many churches? They appear. A friend of mine had been in some mega churches. And then they stepped in the mega churches. It was like a tomb. Thousands of people looking like they're worshiping, but no presence of God at all. Man, 
So, and they have a rip these big churches. I'm not putting all big churches down. Don't get me. I'm just saying this one specific church. But there's some of these churches appear to have life. Man, I and I was and Omaha was in a big church like that. It was cold in there, not physically cold, but spiritually cold. Didn't feel like there was any moving of the spirit at all. So some of these bigger churches and stuff, and again, little churches too, but they have appearance of being alive again. And it says, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Wake up, strengthen what remains, it's about to die. Again, you realize what you're doing wrong, strengthen what remains. Hey, where am I not Where am I not in sync with the Spirit? What am I doing wrong to quench the Spirit? Because I don't want the whole thing to die on me. Um, about to die, but for I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. You know, he has not found the deeds complete in the sight. You know what that means? In part, at least, there's a lot of people preach a partial gospel. That I call I call it Bible buffet. They'll take the Bible, and you, those of you in the, uh, that are listening to the podcast can't see me. I'm holding up the Bible in front of the phone where the camera is, and they'll take, they'll take little bits and pieces of this. I call it Bible buffet. They like this part of the Bible, or that part of the Bible, or this part. And they'll teach on those specific areas, but leave the rest alone. Again, that you have to teach the whole counsel of God, not the whole Bible. No one can teach the whole Bible. You take a lifetime, but you have to be in all the different parts, balancing it out. That's what God wants out of us. Again, because literally said, um, uh, let's see, I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. If you're not teaching the, the counsel of God, the whole counsel, the things that aren't popular, like about judgment, prophecy, things that people don't really want to hear about, then your then your deeds aren't complete. You should, if you're a teacher in the in the Word, again, God may lead you in certain areas, but be willing to teach. Like me being in Revelation, I got friends say, "Why are you, why are you teaching Revelation? Nobody I know is teaching Revelation." That's the problem. No one wants to touch Revelation. I've, I've, this is the third time going through it. It's not that difficult once you get in here and start going verse by verse and looking at the, you know just praying about it. But a lot of people don't want to get in. This is a hard book in the Bible. A lot of people don't. All the judgment. People don't want to touch this book. Again, that, then then the deeds then your deeds won't be complete inside of God. Man, be willing to get into this book, Song of Solomon, another one largely ignored book because of all the metaphors, sexual metaphor. People don't want to touch that. Again, be willing to to to, to get the whole counsel, the whole counsel of the Word, not just bits and pieces. Be willing to look at the hard things you don't understand and pray about it. Easy. Uh, there, remember, remember, therefore, what you've received and heard and heard and obey it and repent again. Remember what you've heard and received. Obey it. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If you love me, obey me. Obedience, even under grace, is 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 mandatory because we're under grace. It, grace is not a license to sin. We're supposed to still obey where we know what to do, and we're supposed to obey. Again, not because of law, but because we love God. Because His Son died for us. Because God's grace is wiping out all our sins through the blood of Jesus. Why wouldn't you want to obey? Again, this, this grace thing is not a license to sin. Paul deals with that over and over. People look at, hey man, I'm under grace. I can do whatever I want to do. Wrong. You still have to obey God, even under grace. And people don't teach that either. I think this hyper grace thing is all about that. You can do whatever you want to do. No, you can't. You can't sin willfully against God. Hebrews says some heavy things about willful sin against God. And, you know, again, if you love God, why wouldn't you want to obey him? His son died on a cross for you. Amen. And again, you see, you heard and obey and repent. Again, if you're screwing up, repent. Say, I'm sorry, God, I was wrong. But if you do not wake up, it will come like a thief. You will not know what time will come to you again. 
Man, the wise and foolish virgins, man, be wise. Have the oil of the Lord stored, the Holy of the Holy Spirit stored up in your heart. So if there, so if it takes a while, you know, you're waiting for Jesus and you get tired, like he talks about in that parable there, you fall asleep and Jesus, the bridegroom, goes, boom, he's here. You'll have the oil inside your heart. You'll have extra oil. Man, just get an abundance of the word, an abundance of the Holy Spirit in your life. Man, amen, because we don't know when he's coming back. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. Some people weren't messing with this woman. They did. They didn't soil their clothes. Oh, they. Excuse me. That, that's the church before that. They hadn't soiled their clothes. So some people were walking in purity with Christ here. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. So there were some. There was a remnant within that church that were walking rightly with Christ. And there was, he said they are worthy. He who overcomes will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out his name from the book of life. I will acknowledge his name before my father. Isn't that beautiful? That he who overcomes will, like them, be dressed in white. And that's that's the sign of God's righteousness in our life is the white garments. Amen. I will never blot their name out from the book of life. I will acknowledge his name before my father and his angels man he's going to acknowledge your name before his fathers and his angels and your name will never be blotted out isn't that beautiful he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says of churches we're stopping right there we got the three churches done 20 minutes just over 20 minutes amen so again if you're messing up repent so simple that's the the message of this book man repent you're screwing up i'm telling you i'm 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 kind enough to share with you where you're messing up now repent it's so simple this isn't complicated. This is not brain surgery. Simply repent. <laughs> Amen. Well, we got that done. Revelation Wednesday, uh, both video and podcast. Hope you got blessed. We enjoy. We always enjoy putting these out. And um, again, have a blessed day. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Amen. Tomorrow is another book. <laughs> I'm tired. My brain is dead. I apologize. Amen. Love you, love you.